Hello and Happy New Year, Waterloo Road fans. Uh, we are back, yes, for another year of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. Um, just popping in, of course, before we start the podcast, to do some Patreon shout-outs and indeed to thank you all for supporting us uh, through last year and continuing to do so as we move into, hopefully, a more pleasant year. You know, maybe by the end of this year, Luke and I will be recording podcasts in the same room. We can only hope. Um, so I would like to thank our Patreon subscribers, those of you who have parted with your hard-earned cash to support the podcast. So thank you to Eliza from Waterloo Road Iconic on both Twitter and Instagram. Thank you to Tom Percival, to Matthew Kumar, to Evan Francis, and to Georgia Leah, aka The Avocado Bath, on both Instagram and TikTok. There will be, of course, plenty more Patreon content coming your way in 2021. Uh, more awards shows, more extended interviews, uh, lots of other fun stuff that we uh, are not ready to announce yet, but hopefully we'll be able to tell you all about it soon. If you like the sound of that and would like to hear the Patreon episodes that are already available, you can do so via patreon.com slash Pod. All of the information you need is there. Anyway, thanks again for listening, and uh, without further ado, here's this week's podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. I am Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road superfan, and I am here with Luke Stevenson. How are you feeling about this episode? I'm just going through the motions right now, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I think with some authority we can say, because we are now past where pre, both of the previous series would have ended. Um, and I think we can say that the jump to 20 episodes has not worked out well. Um, and the fact that there are six more series of 20 episodes only fills me with dread. It's like when we started this, we were staring into the unknown of a long quarantine period from which all of our futures were uncertain. And this is what this feels like now, staring into the, the void of Waterloo Road episodes we have to get through. Yeah, what I will say is that this episode seems to seed a couple of long-running storylines that are going to carry on, all of which are ridiculous. <laughs> so suddenly, after having no interest in environmental issues ever, Mika is now entirely driven <laughs> by the green agenda. <laughs> I just this A conversation starts by Brett correcting Mika's grammar, and then yeah. somehow it ends with Brett committing to giving away his car. Yeah. Now, again, we were teenage boys once, and I'm, you know, I'm willing to say there was a young woman who I was in love with when I was a teenager who I probably, I probably would have killed many people with, <laughs> but not after that, not, you know, just to have a look at me, really. But still, I don't think at that point, I wouldn't have given up my four by four. Um, so the opening of this episode um, is uh, Bolton, and you know that Bolton has fully been rehabbed as a character now, because instead of a fight club, he's organised a dance club. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> and they've kind of gotten rid of Lewis Seddon, who I imagine he's just going to come back for the last two episodes to do something mad. Um, <laughs> but we both know how much I disapprove of choreographed dancing in the school grounds. Yes. Um, 
as far back as episode one. That's a long-standing gripe. When the, but the dancing started, it was just shot from the feet down. So I assumed it was going to be Jasmine. <laughs> no, Jasmine's doing different stunt work in this episode. <laughs> um, so yes, speaking of Jasmine, um, uh, Michaela White is doing some robbing from a car because... As, as every character in this episode is at pains to tell us, she is a bad person. <laughs> she, bad person, that is the most generous description anyone has given her to her. She's called, she's a child at the end of the day, and she's called a cretin, yeah. scum, everything under the sun. And also, like, the thing I don't understand is she's risking criminal charges to steal a couple of CDs. Yeah. Like, we've seen characters with an iPod at this point. CDs were pretty much dead and gone. Is there a single CD you would be willing to steal? Would you risk criminal law for stealing a, to steal, steal a CD? No. I mean, if you go in, in the skip near Tom's house, there's loads of his old CDs if you want those. Oh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> totally. Yeah. But no, I think like, if, if this CD happens to go missing from a store, it's not me, I promise. Um, <laughs> I remember the first time I ever bought a CD, I bought Milky Just The Way You Are. And it was a toss-up between Milky Just The Way You Are or Darius Colorblind. So Darius Colorblind was the one that got away from a CD perspective. You made the so wrong think... call. <laughs> well, I think both of them had as many successful singles as one another. So I think I did fine. <laughs> Darius is a cultural landmark, though. Yeah, but this was after. If, I, if <laughs> there was a chance to buy Hit Me Baby One More Time by Darius on CD, I, I would kill people to steal that. I think we've got a playout song. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so Michaela's stealing from this car. Um, she enlists uh, Shane, this uh, young younger student, to like help her because he can reach in through the window of this car. Um, Jasmine is emerging from a shop. She's not passing in a taxi, Andrew Trenman style. Um, so she emerges from the shop, uh, goes over to Michaela, confronts her, gives her a shove onto the car. I, I think that is a little bit excessive. Although it's they're not on school grounds. It's definitely excessive force. <laughs> For, against a child in school uniform. Yeah. Like, if, if they were all in non-school uniform, because, you know, they look like they could pass as adults, then maybe, yeah, you can get away with a shove then. But this is a teacher at her school who knows her already and is going, right, this is my opportunity off school grounds to give him a shove. I just, like, it just feels like a whole... This feels, like, emblematic of the whole watering down of the show since Jack Rimmer left. If this was a Jack Rimmer storyline, the question wouldn't be, did you shove her against a car? It would be, did you actually cut off both her legs, Jack? Did you do it? <laughs> did you leave like... a palpable dent in the car? <laughs> <laughs> did and, and you it... get in the car yourself and run her down with it, Jack? Um, so back at the school, uh, Mika is doing jokes about Davina because that's what she does. She at one point asks Brett if Davina keeps a scorecard. Um, and Brett just doesn't really comment. And I feel like that's a sort of running thread through this episode. Because there are some scenarios where Brett should have a comment to make about the situation. But he doesn't because the writers don't know how to write the comment he would have to make. Yes. He's learning. <laughs> Yes. I think what they're trying to say is that he's learning. He's trying to hold things back. But yeah, all, all of the quips that Brett would have would just point out the ridiculousness of all of the plots that are happening. Yes. So they can't allow him to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so Mika rants then about Eddie, who's just turned up at the school, 
and his four by four and how he looks like he's out looking for a herd of lions um, to which Brett corrects her <laughs> to say pride of lions. And that's how you know Brett's back in the game <laughs> if he's correcting yeah. grammar. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to comment on this teaching assistant sex life because I know too much, but here, <laughs> grammar, that's my safe territory. Yeah. Uh, yes, Mika then calls out Brett on his own eco-credentials uh, vis-a-vis his massive Jeep. Why is this a thing? This conversation just, it's just, it escalates so quickly. I don't even know, it's like the ultimate like non-sequitur. Yes. It's just, we started talking about one thing and now by the end we set up a running thread around environmentalism. And I was like, what? <laughs> Couldn't you, like, this is a school. Couldn't you have Mika in a class where yes. they show her that Al Gore film and then she goes <laughs> like, right, I'm going to go change my ways. That yeah. at least makes sense. But here it's just like a spontaneous moment of inspiration when she wants to complain <laughs> about Eddie. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, but Eddie, meanwhile, is starting to doubt Stuart, who he was literally in love with two episodes ago. So <laughs> I don't know why. But yeah, Stuart's dragging his feet on getting the uh, the construction project started. Yeah, it's just, Eddie's, not, Eddie's just up and down. <laughs> As, as we keep saying, you could kind of see why Neil Morrissey was not happy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, why Why am I this week hating this man? <laughs> like, the Go one on. episode, all he did was talk about his wife. <laughs> this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Jasmine goes to see Tom about the Michaela incident. Um, it's, it's at this point that, as you pointed out, Michaela is called a cretin. Which <laughs> I feel like, like, ja- like Jasmine's wide-eyed wonderment and like being like an every child matters kind of teacher like where did that go didn't last long did it <laughs> she was like oh we need to do the best for all the children and then she spends two weeks being davina's love counselor and now she's like that child is a cretin who i'd quite like <laughs> to see dead yeah she goes on about how she could slap michaela um it's one of those things where it's, it's quite an extreme thing for her to say so in your head you go that's coming back later in the episode <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it turns out that Davina has now completed her application and uh, is submitting to, to become a teacher. Um, she suggests to Tom that they celebrate. Uh, he's worried, though, about the big awkwardness with the girls. We're back to that storyline from an episode and a half ago. <laughs> um, I just, no one cares. Um, so Tom starts to investigate the Michaela situation. Literally everyone he speaks to agrees that Michaela is scum. <laughs> There's just not a single, like, I get, like, you know... I this school hired Lewis Seddon as a dinner lady. Yeah. Yeah, they can't see past Michaela's evilness. Lewis <laughs> Seddon's sexually assaulted people on the premises and tried yeah. to burn a former head teacher alive. <laughs> yes. Yet somehow it's Michaela that really gets there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, Shane tells Tom that him and Michaela were just having a laugh and that it's all fine and dandy. Um, Tom, to his credit in this episode, plays everything by the book, and it's a rare example of Tom as a professional good teacher. Yeah, but Tom is just like, he's a simple man. (laughs) But usually he's like airing his romantic dirty laundry in the school. At least this time he's doing actual teacher work correctly. Yeah, it's just, you know, to say, Shane, Shane, shut up about your problems. So, <laughs> I've started having sex with Davina, and I don't know whether the kids are ready for her yet. What do you think, Shane? Who has a very high-pitched voice? He does. That's my only comment on it. We, we get a very weird thing with the Lessons for Live class, then, where they're doing this strange session about how to greet people, which they're only doing so they can position Jasmine and Michaela 
as having to be polite to each other in a classroom session. Yeah. It's just like this whole lesson is about teaching children to shake hands. I don't doubt that that's like a, a valuable life skill, I suppose. They literally did the job interviews two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. They, they've, they've missed this, really. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there was like a scene in the job interview section that we didn't get to see when someone came up and like, I don't know, tried to chest bump them. <laughs> and they're like, right, we need to do some handshaking lessons. We need to go back to square one on this. <laughs> Um, so Steph tries to get Stuart on board as one of her donors. Um, he does eventually fork over some money. He seems to imply that Rachel will sleep with him if he donates to the school, which is a very, yeah. Steph, a very Steph thing to imply. Um, so Grantley goes into Rachel's office and he's asking for something. And we know he's asking for something because he's doing his submissive Grantley voice. Yeah. <laughs> rather than his anger voice. Yeah, he contradicts everything we've ever known about Grantley. <clears throat> He's just like, I'd like to advance. It's like, no, that's just not true. That's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, he, the line is that Tom's been promoted, Steph's been promoted somehow, <laughs> um, and therefore he also wants a promotion as a senior member of staff. Um, Rachel uses this as an excuse to put forward a suggestion that she wants him to teach ballroom dancing to the Lessons for Life kids, knowing that he had a past of doing it. Is is this as bad an abuse of power as the enforcers last week? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, oh, this this elderly gentleman wants a promotion. I know what I'll do. I'll make him dance in front of some 16-year-olds. <laughs> you might as well give them guns and tell them to shoot at the feet. <laughs> so uh, we then get uh, Brett and Mika confronting Eddie on his car. Um, Brett does this weird skit involving fractions that basically works out that Eddie's car emits 1.5 times the CO2 of an average household. Yeah. Um, uh, at which point he, he... I think we're about to say the same thing. Eddie says, is this another one of your irritating wind-ups? Yes! <laughs> to which the answer, of course, is yes. But <laughs> yeah, so, um, Questions? I have questions. Oh, go on. Go ahead. One, would you become a green freak for a girl? Um, yes, probably. Um, alternatively, <laughs> would you do fractions for a girl? <laughs> yes, definitely. Doing weird nerdy <laughs> is kind of my wheelhouse. <laughs> nah, I, I could become an environmentalist, but I draw the line at fractions. <laughs> oh, glad we all know where we stand. <laughs> um, so Eddie then thinks he's got Brett because he says, "Oh, what about your?" He says, "What about you, Jeep boy?" <laughs> Um, Brett says that he's going to take his Jeep off the road, um, which he then actually does, uh, which is a, a surprise, to be fair. The timelines for this episode are bonkers. Because, <laughs> like, Brett has the car taken away, and then after this, there is a scene where someone says, let's catch up about this at lunch. So Brett, in the space of a morning, <laughs> in a morning... He has managed to become environmentally conscious, do some fractions, and then book someone to come and take his car off the road, and that person has turned up to do it. Yeah. The fractions alone would take me a morning. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know men are pigs, but, but for the love of God, with the right motivation, Brett can do anything. We, then, we get a really nice scene with Rachel and Eddie, where um, uh, Rachel says uh, a brilliant line about the environmental situation, which is, this is the problem with teaching. We give them a set of values, and before we know it, they're making us live by them. Which I <laughs> thought was a good line. 
Something that J.K. Rowling has been finding out to her peril over the last few years. <laughs> yes, absolutely. She is the epitome of that line. <laughs> I t- didn't think preaching tolerance to a generation of kids would ever cause me any problems. <laughs> uh, so uh, Eddie suggests to Rachel that she and Stuart are a thing, uh, based on no evidence, I don't think. Yeah, now he's donated £2,000, Eddie's suddenly fine with him. Yes, that's it. All of his misgivings are gone. Uh, the investigation, meanwhile, continues apace. Uh, Tom interviews Michaela, who sort of cries and smirks through the interview, which suggests she's not as good a manipulator as we've been led to believe. <laughs> Again, it's that kind of Wally Road trick of they've got close up on a character's face so the audience can see her as a manipulator, but they forget that there's another character there looking at her who would obviously see that. But Tom actually says, stop smirking. <laughs> it's yeah. so odd. It's very strange. Um so Rachel and Jasmine uh, talk about the situation. Um, Jasmine says the phrase, I flaming saw it, which is it's good to have flaming back. I love, a, I love a good flaming. Good to have flaming back. Um, Rachel says that, that uh, Jasmine should have stepped back from the situation. Uh, Jasmine gets very defensive about it and then immediately runs out into the corridor, gets Shane from Steph's class and basically waterboards Shane in the, in the hallway. He's like, tell them what you saw. Uh, there's a really fun little bit of dialogue in the Jasmine and Rachel thing where Jasmine's like, Michaela's a thug. And Rachel's like, we all know that, but we can't <laughs> accuse her without evidence. It's like, but in the first half of your sentence, you have just done what you said you can't do in the second half of your sentence. Yeah. It's, like, it's just like a given. Everyone knows, oh yeah, this person is absolute like scum of the earth. But well, we see Luke. We give them a set of values, and before you know yeah, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're asking us to live by them. So, uh, Michaela and her cronies are teasing Jasmine in the corridor. Um, Jasmine kind of gets up in their face a little bit and then leaves. Uh, and Michaela makes one of her cronies punch her in the face. Um, it's the softest punch ever, but it leaves this like gash down Michaela's face. I know. <laughs> she must have been wearing one hell of a ring. I yeah. just like the fact that. Michaela must know she, like, deep down, she must know she isn't popular yeah. when she says to a friend, punch me in the face, and she goes, no. She goes, go on, then she goes, okay. It's like, <laughs> there is there is no explanation required of why this needs to happen. Yeah. Doesn't need to know what the plan is. <laughs> so are you joining Pool's Fight Club? Yeah. No? No, that's a dance club now. It's not as fun. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so she gets her friend to punch her um, and she's then obviously going to claim that the resulting facial injury has been caused um, by Jasmine. Um, we get a scene between Jasmine and Tom in which the following insults are all aimed at Michaela. <laughs> she is a slippery customer, a spiteful wee cow, a wrongun, and heed the bar, which is a Scottish saying, which I was going to Google and haven't, but now will. All pause for tension. So it, it's a Scottish phrase that means an idiot or irritating person. Okay. So yeah, that's they really rattle off the insults. I like because Eddie last week really talked down the idea of the enforcers treating the school like Abu Ghraib, but it feels like when it comes to Michaela, they'd all be all right with it. <laughs> it's one of those things, isn't it? And like you, you, you kind of alluded to it earlier that the show does where they need us to know that a kid is bad without us necessarily seeing them do anything bad. Um, yeah, like we have seen her do bad things. They don't need to keep layering it in. But but they really want to make it clear that she's not just a common or garden scrote who can be redeemed, like Bolton. 
He Commodore is Garden Scrote. Huh? A master manipulator. Commodore Garden Scrote was about the only one they didn't say in the scene. So <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they took most of the vocab away from me there. <laughs> Um, so we see Michaela go to Rachel uh, and uh, explain what she claims has happened. And then Rachel says, so Michaela's got this big gash down her cheek and Rachel says, any more cheek from you? And it, <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely having a game there. <laughs> Should have just turned the other cheek, Michaela. That's the, <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think like Michaela as a, Commodore Garden scrote yeah. uh, quite picked up on the uh, the language at play there. No, I don't think she did. So Grantley, uh, we see him enlisting Steph to be his dance partner for the uh, for the session. Um, I just want to say at this point, I paused the episode and said to myself, "Bloody hell, there's 35 minutes left of this." <laughs> it's all good fun. It's all good fun. Uh, so Rachel, Tom, and uh, Eddie are discussing the situation with Michaela. And Rachel, in a, a shocking display of how little she knows about the school, refers to the kid as Shane What's-His-Name. <laughs> <laughs> She's supposed to be the head teacher of this school. I don't but it's like, it's a big school. I don't think the head teachers knew my last name. <laughs> but they would just say Shane, not Shane What's-His-Name. <laughs> There's not more than one Shane in this situation. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Uh, so, yeah, Tom reveals that Jasmine said to him earlier that she could slap Michaela. Um, Eddie, to his credit, is immediately like, it's all a setup. Michaela's a scumbag. She's a, a he in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, Eddie's just like so. Last week, he was giving the boys second chances when they started yeah. lining people up by, by yeah. firing squad. <laughs> and this week, he doesn't need a second invitation for this character who we've met once before <laughs> to just be the utterly worst human being around. Yeah. Eddie's all over the place because then Rachel says she's going to call Michaela's parents. And Eddie basically goes, well, that probably scum too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all very, very strange. Um, so Grantley's dance session with Steph is interrupted because uh, he needs to go and cover Jasmine's class because Jasmine's now going to have to see Rachel. Um, she advises Jasmine to speak to her union rep. Uh, we know that's Grantley, so we know that's not going to go well. Um, <laughs> uh, Eddie takes a statement from all of the girls, basically accuses them on the spot of lying. <laughs> um, and then uh, Michaela's dad, Mr. White, uh, arrives. No, no, he doesn't arrive. He is found by, yes, Eddie, by Eddie stalking <laughs> the halls. There is no reception in this building. There is not a place where someone checks in and someone calls a teacher. It should remember there is a character who needs to be found. Eddie stalks and finds them. The depressing thing is, there is a reception and it is in that area. It's just there's like no one ever does it. It's, just... it's like on the wall. There's like a window, but no one ever goes there because there's always a teacher passing at that exact moment. <laughs> <laughs> They don't have time to find the reception. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the show people on the show think that's too clunky. Yeah. To go to reception. And so they have to. Yeah. I mean, they, they've got so much to do. And they've only got an hour to tell it in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brett offers to repair Mika's bike. Cause it turns out he repairs bikes now. <laughs> He'll do anything that lad. Anything. He will. Um, Steph has a great line about her training with Grantley. Um, she says, you have to find yourself another partner. I'm off for a butty. <laughs> uh, you know, 
Perfect. What do you constitute as being a butty? Well, I think in this context, it just means general sandwich. All right. But okay. I think you can have a chip butty or a bacon butty. That's about it. Yeah, because I say like bacon butty, but then a butty itself, just like cause some people just have butter as a sandwich. Mm. I don't, I don't trust these people, <laughs> but they exist. Yeah, I think it, it's mainly used as chip butty, isn't it? That's what you mainly say. I don't, I don't, I don't trust people to have chip butties either. <laughs> but that's because you're from the south. Yeah, yeah, I'm very simple that way. Sometimes all we've got is potato and bread. <laughs> I think I think the fact that I I knew what Butty was without having to ask, and I was like, "What's what crazy sex act is Steph going to go do?" <laughs> Claude's in town. <laughs> so, um, the, in the staff room, they're talking about Jasmine's situation. Everyone's agreeing that Michaela's scum, all the usual. Um, Grantley does his bit where he says what the writers want to put forward as a, as an opinion. Um, First, first he says the whole establishment is against the teaching profession and then advocates more hitting by teachers. Yeah, yeah. There's not enough hitting. Yeah. Yeah. I find it really odd in this scene that Tom is refusing to take Jasmine's side. Yeah. Despite the fact in the last year he was accused of having sex with a student. Yeah. And there was more evidence against him. Yeah than there was against Jasmine in this circumstance. But Tom is like, no, I must stay neutral in this situation. Whereas Tom was literally found in bed with a child. <laughs> and then everyone had to agree to accept the fact that he didn't have sex with her based on his word. Yeah. Whereas there is not a single facet of evidence that puts Jasmine and um, Michaela together. And Tom's just like, well, you did say you could hit her. <laughs> yes. Um. So we then get a meeting uh, where Eddie and Rachel uh, meet with Jasmine and Grantley, sort of acting as her lawyer in, the <laughs> in this questioning. Um, Eddie, kind of before that, has a really bad attitude with Mr. White. Um, he keeps just interjecting every time he says something. Um, yeah. He brings up the Birmingham Six. <laughs> it's like, I just feel like, I don't know, at this point, is... is Michaela's father's chain is supposed to make us think he's evil. I don't. Well, I, I think I don't because get... because Eddie said earlier, probably scum, and then because he takes his daughter's side, and we know his daughter is evil. Yeah. I think we're supposed to believe he is also bad, even though you know most parents would take their kids' side in a situation yeah, yeah, yeah. where they're accusing a teacher of hitting them. We wouldn't out like my mine and your slavish devotion to authority. I'm <laughs> like, well. <laughs> Well, if they did, they must have done something to deserve, to deserve it. <laughs> uh, Grantley drops another great Michaela insult in the interview, calls her a little scallywag. Fantastic. Mm. Very Jamie T, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eddie, so Eddie uh, agrees with Grantley about the... Grantley basically has this... He's like zapruded their statements. He's like, they're all using the same wording. Yeah, he goes full Unabomber on this, yeah. doesn't he? They all use the word battered. Hmm, curious that. Oh, we've, we've created a pattern with the words and we found the culprit. And then Rachel says, well, there aren't many words for what happened. And I was like, yes, there are. <laughs> Grantley and Jasmine are both English teachers. I'm sure they could give you chapter and verse. <laughs> um, so Eddie, Eddie agrees and he's like, yeah, get them on their own. Put the pressure on, they'll soon crack. <laughs> Send in the enforcers. <laughs> 
I'll get the flannels, you get the water. <laughs> Suddenly he's all for Abu Ghraib. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one of Michaela's friends is feeling very guilty about the whole thing and about the fact they might actually cost Jasmine her career. Um, Michaela threatens that friend to, to kind of stay quiet. Um, Jasmine gets suspended uh, with full pay, though. I take it. <laughs> and and Grantly brilliantly has to segue right from that meeting to teaching dancing. And so he goes from the ridiculous to the downright bizarre, which should have been the name <laughs> of the program, really. <laughs> Epro by Eperode. Eperode by Eperode. Um, so they go in and break the news to the Lessons for Life kids that they're going to be taught to dance. To which Paul Langley says, you're having a giraffe, sir. Surely it's just giraffe. It is just giraffe. <laughs> you, you, you don't need to say G to make the rhyme work. <laughs> I really liked you having a giraffe. I'm going to start using it. Because <laughs> I, I, it made me confused about the nature. Because I was like, it's just copy rhyming slang. But then when he said giraffe, and I was like, is that another version of slang? I don't get it. But no, it is just, he's just saying the G in giraffe wrong. So it's maybe because, you know, they do street dancing. You know, it's, it's a G. It's a, you know... As the kids like to say, it's a giraffe. Wow. I think it's it was just, rap. what can we say here that makes it sound egregiously northern? <laughs> uh, Mika says to Chloe that she might be giving Brett a second chance. Um, openly discussing her relationship with Brett, with her sister, who, with whom Brett cheated on her. <laughs> That's the thing, it's like, cause the phrase is like, you're going to give Brett a second chance, and Mika says, let's see how much he wants it. At that point, Chloe could say, if it is half as much as he wanted me, you'd yeah. be in for it. <laughs> exactly. Um, Mika says, oh, she hopes the same might be true for, for Chloe and Dante. Everyone, I feel, is really rooting against Celine for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Celine is an attack survivor who has, you know, gone gotten very good at school. Found, you know, a boyfriend with a choppy past, but seems to be, you know, quite nice now. He wears suits and stuff. Celine is the hero we're all rooting for, but suddenly we want Bottler, Bottler Clo, Bottler accessory to manslaughter, <laughs> Shagathon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's the moral heart of the show, apparently. <laughs> um, so Grantley and Steph do some ballroom dancing. Uh, the kids, not that impressed. Um, uh, Grantley disparages breakdancing, to which Bolton gives an admirable history lesson. He's really done some, some uh, pediering, <laughs> as have the writers of the show. <laughs> I had to look away. Like, kids talking earnestly about things. I, I just know. hate it. Kids being interested in things. Um, so yeah, Bolton's given them this breakdance history lesson and Grantley's like, oh, well, you'll find that actually the roots of breakdancing go much further back. Um, and then he does his own version of sort of, I guess, a bit to breakdancing. Um, to a song got, called Money Money by Tommy James and the Shodells, which I really, really liked. <laughs> yeah, that song's quite good. Yeah. But the, um, imagine being, like, because the students get really into it, but imagine being a student in that room while that happens to be anything but mortified. I know. <laughs> you this, just like, like, oh my God. of a teacher is suddenly. Oh. It's very odd. And of course, they're all filming it on their terrible flip phones. Um, then we get a scene later of them. Up? Yeah, we see a scene later of them uploading it to a, a very not YouTube video website. Yeah. <laughs> 
it feels like it's very naughty so i feel like it's setting up some kind of like benefits storyline which is like he claims incapacity in like disability benefit but we've got this video of you breakdancing which was like all the rage during the naughty it's either that or it's going to be spotted by a top music producer (laughs) and bradley's (laughs) going to get an album (laughs) um so stewart uh, has invited rachel for dinner um he offers the uh, invitation to eddie as well who says no um and then stewart's like oh i'm glad he said no we're going somewhere really fancy um yeah eddie would just bring the place down yeah <laughs> just going good so then we line them all up in the bathrooms <laughs> um so tom uh talks to chloe about uh their plans for pizza that evening chloe basically tells tom to stop being so uptight about how they're reacting to davina and to just get on with it chloe has really become sort of not a character at this point yeah, but just yeah. someone who sits there and goes yeah do what you want to every character who she sees yeah um, we get Jasmine leaving the school holding a cardboard box of her belongings with very sad music playing as Michaela smirks evilly from the gate. That's just such an Americanism. Who actually leaves in a card- with a cardboard yeah. box of their belongings? That's, yeah, it's very, very American. Um, so yeah, then we get the kids uploading the Grantley video. Um, he is talking to Steph about wanting to do a dance competition to which the first prize is a 10-minute trolley dash around the local supermarket. Which is, is that a thing now? Or is that a, something very old fashioned? I don't know. Like, if it's a local dance competition, I'm not. I guess. I haven't competed in a few years, so I don't really know. Um, <laughs> but, like, is a trolley dash a thing that ever happens? No, I can't think of no. anyone. It would have to be an independent supermarket. I can't imagine a chain yeah. signing it off. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way Tesco is opening the doors to Grantley and Steph to go around like supermarket sweep. Very odd. I find it odd that Grantley, Grantley was a gambling addict two weeks ago, and now he's a desperately restricted dancer. Yes. <laughs> it's just, he needs to let his freedom go. So Mika and Brett, there's a little bit of direction here, because Mika and Brett are framed moodily through the spokes of the bike they're fixing. Oh, bike, you're trying to seduce me. Yeah, it's a little bit of visual flair there. Um, <laughs> Brett, true to form, um, just wants to buy her a new bike. Um, they're trying to fix Izzy's old one, and it's uh, it, it's not going well. If Mika was actually a committed environmentalist, she would just be like, the uh, the the materials needed to <laughs> get a new bike far outweighs uh, the green benefits. It's like every knob every year who tells us off for having a fake Christmas tree. It's like, it takes 20 years for to see the environmental benefit. It's like, yeah, we don't have to buy a new one. Yeah. <laughs> just airing some feelings out there. Yeah, just thought I'd let you get on with it. Yeah, please um, do. So, Chloe, Davina, and Tom are having pizza. Um, they're talking about Jasmine, and Chloe says that everyone wanted Jasmine to Glasgow kiss Michaela. Which, is, is that a phrase that's in common parlance amongst teenagers? But it's North, isn't it? So they're closer to... Yeah. Because is a Glasgow kiss a headbutt? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Because back in back in my day, <laughs> that would be referred to as nutted. Yes, but I, under- I understand among the youth of today, nutted has taken on a rather different. <laughs> yes, it has. Yeah. As it happens, it has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I was, it was interesting to hear Glasgow kiss. I thought that was uh, interesting. So then there's a scene that Mika and Brett sort of go in as if to join them, and Brett like pauses in the doorway. 
And for a moment, you can see the flicker of recognition across his face as he goes, I, I have slept with all three women in this room. <laughs> like, I couldn't... Like, the focus. only person he hadn't slept with is Tom, and he was, like, eyeing him up. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't focus on the fact that just every woman in that house had sex with him. Like, <laughs> how are they not aware of it? Like, how is no one just, like, just, just break that tension a little... Uh. I love it. It's also, so, the pizzas so they funny. ordered are tiny. <laughs> That's just a you grievance, though, because you ordered the most pizza of any human I've ever seen. That, it's a disgrace. <laughs> and they barely eat any of it, either, to be fair. I know. I'm just offended by it. I'm offended. <laughs> I'm upset. Um, also, um, sorry, when Brett and Mika were doing the bikes, yeah. this, in, in a short space of time, Brett mentions spanners, nuts, and unclogging the ring. It makes it feel like they definitely did that on purpose, right? <laughs> like, actual bike maintenance can't be that filthy. <laughs> they should have just put the, like, the sound effects in the background, just like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I don't like, because I don't, I don't ride a bike, so maybe, you know, maybe Halfords is just the horniest place on earth. <laughs> Um, yeah, so after Brett looks upon the room of his conquests, he, um, he, he goes back to the bike. Um, there's a strange conversation between him and Mika, where Mika says, why are you here? And Brett says, to save the planet. <laughs> Come on, Brett. We all know why you're here. <laughs> Pull the other one, unclog the other ring. Um, Brett tells Mika that he loves her. Um, Mika says he wants some sort. Mika says she wants some sort of commitment from him. Uh, walking places, cycling everywhere, and they pledge to quote take out Lawson's four by four. So suddenly, I know. she's gone from having no in- environmental interest at all to wanting to make some greener choices in her own life to eco terrorism in an hour. It's <laughs> <laughs> one hell of a drug. One hell of a drug. Um, I just think they're just going to let Dante drive it. Yeah. <laughs> Chloe, Chloe, why don't you reconnect with Dante by taking this car for a drive? You know, <laughs> recollect on old times. Um, so we we get a real kind of non-entity of a scene at the restaurant with Stuart and Rachel. Stuart suggests that Rachel basically did the right thing in the the council meeting, and that she used her knowledge of what the um, the chairman was doing to use it against him, et cetera, et cetera. They toast an open and honest business practice going forward. Um, it's all a bit awkward. It does, I don't really feel like it needed to be there. They just have to make the minutes, don't they? Yeah, well, it's there partly to make the minutes and partly to just put a little bow on their relationship. Because we yeah. see in the next time trailer that Eddie finds out about Rachel's past. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I guess they just thought they had to like play through the conversation they'd have to have in order to get to... Because it looks like her, him finding out has very little to do with Stuart. It's not like yeah. he's gone back on their deal or anything. Yeah. Uh, the final scene then is Jasmine uh, and Eddie meeting in the pub. Um, she says that she's not going to go through the disciplinary process. She's just going to resign. She admits that when she was at school, she was uh, one of the bullies' cronies. Um, and so that's how she knows that they'll never crack. And she recounts this horrible story of this torture they inflicted on another student. I, th- I think Jasmine reveals that she was a guard at Abu Ghraib. Yeah, I think she does. And, you know, naturally, Eddie doesn't flinch because he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, it's much 
that was much worse than the kind of you know run of the mill if we can say bullying that Michaela's doled out it's you know it's like stripping people down tying them to trees etc like that's a hate crime so in loads of places full on lord of the flies stuff like <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yes, that's the end. And then we get the next time trailer, which as we mentioned, as Eddie finding out about Rachel, um, uh, there's this whole thing with Matt who hasn't come out to his mum, who pays a surprise visit and he basically erases his boyfriend from his life um, in order to conceal him. Uh, And then we get Jasmine resigning and then Michaela sort of threatening Matt with the same sort of thing. She's on a spree. She's a, free a, fr- accusation. a freelance career ruiner. <laughs> She'll be jumping it's... into Tom's bed next. <laughs> no, Tom's bulletproof. <laughs> Especially now he's thriving in the pastoral care role. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that's that episode. I thought actually this was quite a good episode across the board. It wasn't like significant. No, but... it's, it was better than some of the dross we've been served up recent- yes, recently. Yes, exactly. I think maybe our expectations have been lowered to the extent that this was very, you know, enjoyable. But I like I liked the Grantley stuff. Yeah, I, I just don't like that they like to humanise Grantley. Like, because, like, when they humanise the other characters, they just forget everything they've done previously. Mm. In this episode, you have Grantley saying, I want to smack children, to them being, he's a breakdancer. And it's just like, you know, you can't have that guy also be the colourful, funny one yeah, as well. Yeah, it's bizarre, because they went like... Uh, you know, curmudgeon at the start, then he's a drunk, and then he's back to just espousing horrible views, then he's a, a tragic gambling addict for a little bit. And now, um, now he's just a born dancer. Yeah, it's all... Finds the right and, environment and to thrive. Almost all of those plot, all of those character changes happen completely independent of each other. They don't, like, follow a trajectory. Yeah. Yeah, so Grant- Grantley's an odd one. The, the, I find the environmental storyline properly baffling. Just how we got there. I think what this is, is like the creationism storyline in series two, where they want like an arc for the last few episodes, um, except this time, instead of two episodes, it's five or six because it's a longer series. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and just so slapped environmentalism on there. Exactly. Like, who's not doing anything? Mika and Brett aren't doing anything. We'll give them environmentalism. And then obviously Rachel's past being exposed is also going to be a big thing for the final uh, few episodes of the series. It's all, it's all happened. But what I will say is the pieces they've put in place are better than the pieces that have been in place for the last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. The less we focus on like, like smiley and Paul and that lot, just the better. (laughs) And the dust dust appears to have settled. The dust appears to have settled on Tom and Davina as well. Yeah, up until the next time, Davina's not quite sure about the priority between him and the kids. Yeah. But... <laughs> it's okay. I thought this was an okay episode. We're not in, you know, proper horror territory like we were a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting through. <laughs> I have a feeling, I'm going to say this now, I'll ho- make myself a hostage fortune. I have a feeling I remember how this series ends. <sighs> so we'll see about that. Um, play out song. I think we're going with Grantly Breakdancing. Yep, go for it. I think we have to. It's a great track. And it's a, it's a break from the usual. <laughs> and, and it awakens the music within the musician within all of us. <laughs> Maybe we'll try and make Grantly's dance to TikTok track. <laughs> that would be good.